seven of the local meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John! <laughs> After our saga of getting your shit to finally work, how, how are you doing today? To be fair, this saga only lasted 12 minutes. Normally it lasts an hour. Yeah, true. Well, <laughs> we're just starting. So. Yep. Give let's, it time. Let's see what happens here. So, yeah. How was your day? A bit uh, very different from mine, so... Yeah, I actually played Magic. You mm-hmm. just opened a bunch of Magic packs. Yeah. I, I Yeah, I got a box and cracked a bunch of stuff. Actually, I, I did something I never thought I would do today. What is that? Uh, I went to a powerlifting competition. <laughs> I'm assuming not as a competitor. I, I was not a competitor, but somebody in my very close family was a competitor, actually. My really? Sister, my, or my sister-in-law actually was a competitor. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would not have imagined that. So, yeah, she to get in shape, she started lifting at a gym and just, like, ended up doing this powerlifting competition, which was awesome. Like, it props on her. Yeah, I'm... But I'm, uh... More power was, to her, goddamn. Yeah, I know. Like, it was pretty hardcore, like... I'd never been to anything like this before and stuff, so it was, like, super fascinating and stuff, and, you know, it was really, really cool, but, and yeah, as I said, good on, good on her, because, you know, just going out and doing that, and also she, um, uh, at the competition, she uh, broke two of her um, per- personal bests, personal records is what they call them there, I guess, but, yeah, for um, uh, benching and um, uh, squats. So <laughs> that's metal is all hell. I know, right? <laughs> like, I feel like that's where a lot of people break their PBs, though. Yeah, it because, makes sense. You know, like if you're if you're gonna push yourself, push yourself when it matters, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know, know, like it's yeah, it's it's super cool though and stuff. And it was like, yeah, like you know, obviously she was not nowhere near the top of the ranks. And stuff, yeah, first I'm assuming there's like weight classes and stuff and all that. Or actually, it was a, it was open, so mm. um, it was just kind of like everybody and stuff. And there was some uh, big guys and gals there that you could tell. <laughs> yeah, some some utterly terrifying looking individuals. Yeah, pretty much. Actually, the funny thing is, is like the people that were like doing some of the heaviest stuff, like were some of the most mild mannered looking people ever. Yeah. Which that's is weird, but I I want to say that's not surprising, but I don't know if that's accurate. Mm-hmm. It seems like a, a lot of the people who are like upper echelon of whatever they like to do, a lot of them just tend to be really mild mannered, right? Like, yeah. look at Reed Duke. <laughs> look at like a dude with wonderful hair. <laughs> look at Huey Jensen. Like, He's they're all just like, dude. <laughs> it's like yeah, they're just there and they're people, yeah. right? Like. It's the pu- it's like the it's the wannabes and the, the aspiring people who all get like super like hyped up and go mm-hmm. all bro on people. Yeah. But so well I just watched heavy lifting. You actually did the heavy lifting for the podcast today and like got some research in, right? How is this any different than normal? Yeah, fair. <laughs> I, I I did some research actually today too, and yesterday. I played a bunch of arena. Alright, fair and enough. Got my ass whooped and realized that I have no idea what I'm doing in this format. <laughs> I'm not that surprised. Uh, apparently what you're supposed to do in this format is complain about turn 3 Oko. Oh, okay, that's... I, I can do that then. I, like, yeah. I've got this format down pat. I'm like, top notch. I'm not yeah. 
me on the pro tour. <laughs> that's like the that's the go to social media thing right now is to complain about turn th- or turn to Oko and how it's like, yeah, really hard it's, to deal with. It's really annoying. <laughs> Someone did make a really really good point though. Mm-hmm. Turn, like, both Oko and the Royal Scions tick mm-hmm. up to six. Yes, which puts them out of range of Fry. Yes. Which was created with the intent of dealing with threats like them. Yes. That's kind of dumb. Yeah, like, like I'm not really annoying stuff in the in the format right now. And one of the facts is, is that they are three mana planeswalkers that tick up to six, and the decks I'm playing don't necessarily aren't necessarily able to deal with that. Yeah, like like very well. I'm not one who really like complains about stuff like that normally. I'm always like, whatever, I'll adapt or I'll play it or the format will sort itself out, right? Yeah. But like, when the th- the when the threats when the threats that came out after their answers are unanswerable by their answers, there's a minor problem. Yeah, I don't know. But so I, don't know. I think the only salvation is at first I was playing that build any deck and standard thing, mm-hmm. and I got smoked. I probably went like. You know, like three for twenty or whatever games you get. Like I was just uh, terrible. First, it, or you play until twelve wins or two losses. No, you just play. Play any deck in standard. I could have sworn there was like two losses. It was pl- no, it was play X games. I think or it was, was like that, fifteen games. Or was that the? It was like the free for all. You can play with any card. You can just use any. Uh, you can build decks out of any of the cards. And if you no, no prizes or anything, okay, never mind. Yeah, the one I'm thinking yeah. of, if you win prizes, you, like the prizes, you can win like a set yeah. of every card. Yeah, no, that was not this. This was this was me being horrible and stuff, and I got my ass whooped. And then when I finally started playing in the regular queues, I don't have all the cards obviously for my deck. Yep. Um, so my deck's so bad that I get paired against people that I can just smoke. I like so I was playing I was playing murder kill like crazy because mm. that was actually better than. Feather, feather, which, which is sad, but... absurd. Um, and I kept I getting paired against this guy that was on this on like a mono blacklist that basically run like Midnight Rider and like that stupid adventure one drop Death Toucher and like a bunch of other stuff like that. So like basically for the whole game was me just like jockeying to get six mana slam, um, uh, whatever the hell it's called that gives all my opponent's creatures minus one minus one, and he just literally cannot win. Oh, uh, ethereal absolution. There we are. That's the card. I've only been playing with it for like months. Yep. But like, yeah, it was it's just... only in your guild and yeah. one of the iconic cards of their, of their story and all that. No big deal. Yep. Yeah. And uh, having to cast your two three and not getting it for free is um uh really bad <laughs> not really bad but really annoying like i already missed chupa so bad <laughs> like the fact that you have to pay two more mana but in an installment plan for one less mana each that is actually really disruptive i mean i guess for for my deck that's just like so the thing is is i'm constantly answering threats each turn uh-huh. So I don't have time to take a turn off casting a 2-3 unless my opponent bricks. Well, I mean, it itself can answer a threat, though, right? It doesn't answer any of the threats. Yeah. It really doesn't, because like, if I'm playing against an, an Oko deck, 
I'm getting smacked with a 3 3. Fair. And it just doesn't do anything. Like, and otherwise, like, I'm playing against decks where I want to be casting my other spells and destroying their stuff. I don't know. It's just really, it's really awkward, but so enough of that. So, um, uh, yeah, we got to finish talking about this new set that we were just complaining about. Yeah, um, <laughs> which I actually played, by the way. Yes, you did. Uh, uh, how was it? Uh, it's an interesting format. I went two 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 six zero. Okay. So I'm basically, you know, rising from the ashes. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, the formats. I like the format in general. Like, there isn't okay. anything that seems like freakishly overpoweredly broken, uh, outside of like the mythic rare artifacts. Mm-hmm. But those are technically answerable. Um, okay. Air quotes. Yeah, like I played a green black dudes deck, and then I played blue black actual factual mill, and huh. then I played black white knights. Okay. So, I f- hmm. weird thing. I also feel like the collation is messed up on the packs because it seems like a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, are getting a lot of the same card. Hmm. Like, or it could be uh, intentional collation. Who knows? Yeah, like yeah, that that could also be it, right? But like, but it's like I I looked at my pool and I had like two of the mill guys and two of the lands that mill. Or two of the counter spells that mill, and mm-hmm. like, uh, I just had multiple. Um, I have had multiple pools where I just had like at least two of two different cards, yeah. which is not like super common. Like, and it sticks out for what the cards are. Yeah, fair enough. But they're also, um, they are all the cards that I'm thinking of are usually like adventure cards or somewhat related to car- what adventure cards do. So it makes sense that those be more frequent in the pre-releases because pe- they want them to be able to play with them. Yeah, but. and maybe and maybe that's just some of it, but yeah. Or it could just be you know being weird, noticing something. Yeah, but all right. I don't know. There's a lot of people with like three ice queens. <laughs> all right. Well, why don't we get talking about some of these cards? I'm uh. We talked about the mechanical stuff last week, cards that we thought would show up in formats. Now we're going to talk about the important things, like stuff we want to talk about and yep. flavor. So we're going to start with flavor first off. Um, and yeah, why don't we just kick this one off? John, why don't you start her off for us? All right. I almost feel like we should talk about this card last, but at the same okay. time, I'm not going to because this card does not deserve to be in the 10 out of 10 wood card again category. Yes. Uh, but this card is uh, Happily Ever After. <laughs> it's too white for an enchantment. When Happily Ever After enters the battlefield, each player gains five life and draws a card. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, if there are five colors among permanents you control, uh, there are six or more card types among permanents you control and or cards in your graveyard, and your life total is greater than or equal to your starting life total, you win the game. Uh Obviously, the flavor on this card is just, like, you know, a home run, because it's, like, everything just winds up perfect for you in the end. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you win the game, obviously, so it's happily ever after. Yeah. It's not, like, a super, like, huge thing, but I feel like the card is worth mentioning. Like, you don't see cards like Coalition Victory that often. Yeah, true. 
and this is you know obviously very much along those lines and it just the the name and what it does just fit very well in my opinion it's fine i read the card and everybody was kind of like ah, and i'm like okay like oh, i i have no interest in playing this card ever oh i mean just in general i was okay like, you know, whatever like not even like playing it or anything honestly I, i'd be more likely to play the card than i am impressed by it and that's not very high either which is Fair weird. It's kind of just one of those stupid, dirtily cards that I see myself playing. The thing is, it's five color, and you don't like doing five color BS, <laughs> unless it's five color green. I do like doing five color BS, kind of. I don't do enough yeah. of it, but I think I do. I don't know. Maybe I'll Maybe. try five color BS. I don't know if I agree, but okay. Well, we can. Who am I to tell you what you enjoy? <laughs> I mean, you probably know better than I do. <laughs> okay all right let's move on to the next one here so the next one we have is queen of ice which is two and a blue for a human creature human noble wizard that's a two three it also has an adventure sorcery uh rage of winter for one and a blue tap target creature it doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step and then um queen of ice itself has an ability whenever queen of ice deals combat damage to a creature tap that creature it doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step I think this... So, obviously, this is a reference to Frozen. <laughs> I I don't know what Frozen is referencing. I've never heard the fairy tale that it is referencing itself. But, obviously, this is a re- reference That's... to Frozen. It's yeah, a I think it's a queen Elsa. of ice. I think it's actually like the Ice Queen or something like that. I'm not All sure. Right. But I, I've i always liked uh, chill effects in Me general too. in Magic. Big fan. And I love the fact that the Queen of Ice uh, just casts a chill effect as is yeah, right and if you touch her you get chilled again because she's the ice queen like, like this, this is... card right here this is a flavor home run yeah like this one this is all like a stand-in for a lot of the other adventure cards obviously mm-hmm. but like out of all the adventure cards this is the one that like sticks out to me the most like this is just perfect for what it does yes i have i think it it's perfect for what it does the the, the creative all matches and um mechanically i like i like that it's it's a it's a good common and mechanically works like yeah like the it just kind of all those pieces come together really well and i like that like it's not a not a like you know 10 of 10 but it's it's way up there and it's good yeah it's yeah yeah it's not like the actual not but like i said like out of all the story cards like this is like the second best one actually and yes, I wanted to give okay. a shout out to it for existing, as it were. Mm-hmm. I, I'll play Frost Lynx this all day, so I'm yeah. okay with this. All right. Uh, next up, we have another just <laughs> fabulous story one. Uh, run away together. Uh, Colorless blue instant. Choose two target creatures controlled by different players. Return those creatures to their owner's hands. <laughs> this is peel from reality. Uh, Except yeah. on the art, there's a little boy like running with flowers, and it has the ugliest sob that has ever existed holding his hand while it's they like, run away together. It's like a zombie or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I think it's supposed to be some like Frankenstein's monster esque like, thing troll or something. Whatever. I don't know what it is, but it's just yeah. It's just too perfect that they're both just like let's just leave this place and go somewhere uh, else. Also known as our controller's hands. <laughs> yes, like this is this is another good one where the mechanics tell the story super well. Like 
Yeah, like the best the best card that does this is is not in this set, but like just in general, like rescue from the underworld. Yeah. Like, you know, you read that card and you're like, oh man, it's telling that story. And this this card has that kind of feel where it's like definitely telling that sort of story and everything. Yeah. But I yeah. I I did, this card is also just like really really good in this format with yeah. sort with the adventures on creatures things. So. Oh yeah, fair enough. I suppose so. Yeah. Is peel formality one in a blue or two in a blue? No, that's one. It's in one blue. in a blue. Aether, um, uh, Aether trade wins. Aether is trade wins. Is yeah, one. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. All right. Sweet. All right. Next up, we have. <laughs> I gotta find it here. This is. I love this card. We have baked into a pie. Two black black for an instant. Destroy target creature. Create a food token. <laughs> I actually love the um uh, the flavor text in this one. My secret ingredient. Well, I can't tell you. I can't tell you that. But here's a hint: it's not love. <laughs> uh, uh, this card is like almost ten out of ten worthy, except it, it it's is, not like yeah. it's not powerful enough, right? Like, no, it's just it's just solid. Yeah, like it does what it needs to, and it is flavorful as hell. Oh my gosh! Well, the funny thing is, is like this card when they when they originally made the card named Baked Into a Pie, it was actually not this card. It was really. Like, Oh yeah, it was a white aura that turned the creature into uh into a pie. Like like a cre- like a pie creature. What? <laughs> like like basically like made them like a zero one creature or whatever. It was, it was like a it was like a pacifism effect basically. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah. I think but. this is much more fitting. This fits better mechanically into the space and everything. I like it well enough as it's like that other one is pretty funny because you literally bake the creature into a pie. But this one, it, I, I, this is just great. Plus the art is just, just morbid. Nice. Yeah, and the um, uh, I, I like the flavor text too. It just makes me laugh. Yeah, like I think this was an early spoiler I saw, and I was like, yes, I am okay with this. Like this is what more of the set more needs. But okay, all right. Uh, next up is one that I really, really like. Uh, the Cauldron of Eternity. For the low, low cost of 10 generic mana, black, black, you get a legendary artifact with whenever a creature you control dies, put it on the bottom of its own library. That's just what I wanted of my 12 mana artifacts. <laughs> uh, you also get Two and a black tap, pay two life, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Activate this ability only anytime you can cast sorcery. And it also has the spell cost two less to cast for each creature card in your graveyard. Obviously, uh, you're not spending 12 mana on this goddamn thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, this card is A, really powerful. And B, I love like, everything about this card is just great flavor. Yep. Like the the cost reduction, not as much, but like the whenever creature you control dies, put it on the bottom of Sona's library. Because this is basically like a fountain of youth or something along those lines. Or I think it's, um, I think it's supposed to be the Holy Grail. Actually, I was also gonna say like I was gonna say the Grail. Yep. But I, but I was like were mad about that. That it references the Holy Grail, and it's a black card. Yeah. Deep. Yeah, yep. right. Okay. We'll, okay. We'll, we'll have some more of this stuff coming up. Just yeah. you wait. 
oh really yep <laughs> now you got me excited <laughs> uh yeah but basically if this is in play your creatures cannot die yep and obviously they need to die so they just kind of put them on the bottom of your library so they just disappear yeah, somewhere with die. their immortality <laughs> but you know your cards aren't allowed to die um the fact they can bring your creatures back from the dead at a cost obviously <laughs> you know there's a, there's a price to pay for everything oh uh the lazarus pit is another thing for that in regards okay, to yeah. like uh dc or whatever yeah. um and i i enjoy that like the the two the two effects this card has besides the cost reduction um they don't feed each other they yep. directly go against each other which is also really interesting mm-hmm. because i don't know if it's intentional but immortality has its limits as yeah. it were right like there are there's diminishing returns for living forever so yeah it's, i don't know it is a really weird tension and stuff like that and i i looked at this card i'm sure it's very powerful but i look at it and I'm like yeah eh, eh, like you know just trying to think about making it work for some reason but yeah i'm probably just dumb is the problem i think they did a really really good job with this card like i think it is less powerful than whip of Erebos, and i think that's a good thing probably whip of Erebos was kind of stupid it was secretly really 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 busted <laughs> secretly in air quotes secretly secretly uh, okay yeah. all right also the card's like okay. four bucks so i'm probably gonna put it in my um my little commander leak deck so oh, fair enough all right Cards gas it seems pretty gas actually okay um next up we actually have a card that i played against um it was really annoying uh Man. This thing's uh, this thing's art makes bothers me. Yeah, That's bad. basically why I put it on here. Yeah. Uh, we have Eye Collector for a black mana. You get a creature fairy. It's a one one with flying, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, each player puts the top card of their library into their graveyard. I'm just gonna say I played against an opponent who had these in his deck. He cast Scheming Symmetry against me, or, or Scheming Symmetry, um, uh-huh. and then attacked with this and milled both the cards off. Did he mill a card that he wanted to put in his graveyard? No, it looked like a decent card. I think he pulled up like a removal spell or something like that, and then milled it off. Uh, and I expected uh, I expected him to attack, so I was yeah. Just, like, so I, why so I grabbed I grabbed something that I didn't super care. Like if I got it, I'd be fine. But otherwise, I'd want to mill it off. Yeah, you're just like sure a land. Yeah, actually, it was a uh, um, diabolic edict. What is it? Liliana's triumph. Oh, okay. Because it's not like if he doesn't do it, it's like I'll just I'll cast a stupid Liliana's Triumph and make yeah. you sacrifice your dumb one one. But you either eat the Eye Collector or lose yep. uh, one of your weaker removal spells. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, the art on this thing. Yeah, the art on this is a horrifying little wretched fairy with a spear with an eye on it. Does that and bother you? A lot. I can't see eye things without my eyes watering. People talk about eye things and my eyes start to water. Like, I... Uh, like, yeah. those weird, like, medical procedures where they, like, poke a needle in your eye that are, like, perfectly safe and, like, painless, I could never do it. Like, LASIK f- would bother you, wouldn't it? I, LASIK, maybe I could get away with, but man... They literally put a suction ring around your eye, dude. 
yeah, yeah, that that's not happening. <laughs> okay, Let's there not we go. Do that. My <laughs> eyes, I'm like almost crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> My eyes, I just cannot stand things going near them. I yep. think it. I think it's actually because I've just lived with glasses for so long that I'm just used to there being like a shield between me and everything. Yeah, that could be it. That's it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. This this art. All right. <laughs> we got it. We got our sadness out of the way with this. Okay. Um. Next up, take it away. All right. Uh, next up is a. Uh, it's a sweet one. Actually, I had this card in two sealed pools. This card seems good. This card is no... Alright. Piper of the Swarm. Yep. Alright, yeah. One generic and a black for a creature human warlock. I love the warlock creature type. I don't know why. People are mad about it. That it's a warlock? Uh, that Basically, warlock has replaced witch. Eh, too and so bad. They're, so, they're, so they're super mad about it. And there's actually a witch in this set with the type warlock, and people are freaking out. Oh. So, continue. That's, that's interesting. I wonder why they do that. Uh, because which has uh, connotations to real world religions. Oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I can look, okay. I can get behind that. All right, so it's a one three with rats. You control have menace. You spend a generic and a black and tap create a one one black rat creature token. You can spend two black black tap sacrifice three rats gain control of target creature. Sweet flavor, love it. Pack rat. This is not. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um, the, the Piper, the Whistler, whatever the hell, yeah. like that story is called. I've always like gotten a kick out of that story in general. Like, I just enjoy it. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. You know, people yeah. people ask a dude for help. People are a dude for the two at the dick after he gives them help, and dude punishes them horribly. Yep. I I mean, like, like yeah, the flavor of this just kind of like follows along perfectly. It's pretty great. Yeah, it like it works perfectly. Um, this thing is nowhere near as busted as Pack Rat, and it will never oh. be as busted as Pack Rat. And good, because at least really our, yeah. good thing. <laughs> I'm glad our limited formats are playable. Uh, yeah, like there's there's nothing like a card where you like if you got it past like past you the absolute last pick of the draft that you're like, all right, you take it and you slam it. Like, yeah, and you f you find a way to make it work. Yep, and you play it in your deck, and it's that good. Like it's just stupid. Like, ugh. but did you ever activate the second ability, the sacrifice three? Uh, I did not. Um, okay. I got to a point where I could have, yeah. but I was to the point where my opponent was so low on life, it and I matter. had a yeah. I had a Sir Conrad the Grim in play, and he was at oh. like six. So I'm just like, I'm just going to keep pumping out rats because they're either going to get in and kill you or they're going to die and kill you. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I could have stolen his Lockmere servant, or Serpent and it wasn't even close to being the thing that I wanted to do. Yeah. And that's saying something. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, yeah. It, it doesn't get ridiculously out of hand, but, I mean, if you have extra mana, just pumping out a rat every turn is gas. Yeah, I believe it. So. All right. So we're completely skipping over red, I just noticed. but Yeah, um, there's not a lot of like super great flavor in red. Not yeah. not that I enjoy, at least. Yeah. Uh, like, there's close ones. To, but... to, be, to be fair, to, to, um, I think you said this when we were preparing the episode, that you're basically like, when you have a set like this where there's a ton of flavor in it, when all the flavor is good, none of the flavor is good. Yes. Like, so, like, these are, like, stuff kind of has to stand out. And honestly, I think this next card really stands out. Like, this yeah, really like, good. in so. general our flavor section is much, much smaller than most of our previous flavor sections. Yeah. 
Like, normally we have a lot of really sweet cards that stick out to us, but, yep. like, a lot of cards just kind of blend in in this one. Yeah, it's really... So. And, like, they're all good flavor, but they just blend weirdly enough, so... Yeah. All right, so um, our next card is actually uh, Lovestruck Beast. It is two and a green for a creature beast noble. He's a 5-5 five, five, um, with the ability of Lovestruck Beast can't attack unless you control a 1-1 one, one creature. Uh, but wait, there's more. He has an adventure, sorcer uh, sorcery, heart's desire. For a single green, you can create a 1-1 one, one white human creature token. So this this card, this is just great flavor, like this, the whole this... Beauty and the Beast thing. This is the actual best flavor-wise adventure card, yeah. in my opinion. In this is yeah, I agree one hundred percent. Like this is just top notch, top 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 notch. Also, the alternate art on this is great. <laughs> it is phenomenal. Yeah, like the the normal art is good, but I don't think it's insane. Like no, like the normal art does yeah. not stick out at all for existing. Yeah. It's just kind of yeah. like all right, sure, whatever. But like the alternate art with like beast smelling the rose and bell yeah. in the background, it's obviously it's, bon it's bonkers. Yeah. yeah, it's Beauty and the Beast. We know yeah, it. <laughs> like it's Beauty and the Beast. Yep. It's yeah. This card is not like super powerful, but like flavor wise, it is an absolute hot run. All right, John. <laughs> All right. Let's All right. talk about All right. the single single best artwork I have ever seen in Magic. <laughs> we have uh, Out Muscle. Three... The card has text on it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Three and a green. Cast the best art ever printed. Yes. Done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorcery. Put a plus one and plus one counter on target creature you control. Then it fights target creature you don't control. Adamance. If at least three green mana was spent to cast a spell, the creature you control gains indestructible until end of turn. The picture is a knight doing an honest-to-god belly-to-back suplex with a bridge on a goddamn grizzly bear. Like, this art is just... Like, the bear punch was good. This is just the absolute savagery. Like, like I just love it. Like he oh. is cracking <laughs> the granite underneath him. Uh, like this is a wrestling finishing move, and that this, bear does not know what hit him. Uh, that bear is down for the count. Like this is just top notch shit. I want to see the art description for this because I cannot imagine it was. It was like the art director writing. Dude suplexing a fucking <laughs> bear. Like, like I, I mean that's, that's I'm not... sure it was something I'm sure it was something else. Like and then like I don't know. Like <laughs> they're just like, man, I'm gonna watch wrestling before I paint this, and they're like, I have an idea. Sit like, your ass down, son. <laughs> I can imagine like the person who paint like someone commissioned them, like, yo, we want like a knight fighting a bear, and the like yep. the dude has to be winning, right? Yeah. And the like the guy doing it is like Man, I don't know if they're gonna accept this, but it's gonna. It, yeah. This card will sell, like this art yeah. will sell, if they do. Yeah. And he's like, "This is what I'm gonna do." It's like, man, and I need to find it real quick. Uh, so, uh, Maro posted a thing on Twitter, and he's like, "Hey guys, tell me like your sweetest like flavor awesome things that happened during your pre-releases." Uh -huh. And this was the guy's response. My animated well got turned into an elk, then suplexed a wolf carrying a spear. 
10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 wood flavor again. Like, also, like, props to the artist, the form on that suplex is top notch. Oh, yes. Like, like it's just. That is, that is like a finishing move style good suplex right there, right? Yeah, that, like, that is like, this is that not is, some sloppy, like, hack. Like, this is. This isn't just some jobber doing it. This is like top notch, like <laughs> Yeah, like that bridge. And yeah. for people who look at that they're like, man, that's not possible. I've seen that done. Yeah. I've, right. There's like, some freaks of nature out there who can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. Brock Lesnar can't. Well, I, I he can't Brock Lesnar can't do that because oh, his <laughs> muscle gets in the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He doesn't bridge. He just throws you the length of the ring instead. Yeah, well, dude, that man's uh he doesn't he yeah. he doesn't need to bridge he uh, just throws you 12 feet <laughs> oh my god yeah, but, <laughs> yeah that that art is insane but that is literally all of our flavor cards right now yeah i'm just gonna point out if i can find this art in a print to buy i'm going to i will uh, hang this yeah. on my goddamn wall <laughs> with your top and that's guys. saying something yeah. For a green creature, or for a green card. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> for a card not illustrated by Seb McKinnon. Yeah. Or has a goblin in its art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, alright. Yeah, so, that's all, that is all of our flavor cards. Okay, let's like, dive yeah. right into cards we want to talk about because they're cards we want to talk about. Yep. Alright, so, most most controversial card in the set? Uh, outside of Mythic Rares, yes. Okay, yeah. This is the yeah. one I've seen the most talk about before the before anything happened, so Yeah. You do you follow a lot of Morrow stuff, so that's yeah. not surprising. So, Alright, so the card that every has got everybody in a tizzy is Glass Casket. One and a white for an artifact that when it enters the battlefield, exile target creature and opponent controls the creature and mana costs three or less until Glass Casket leaves the battlefield. People were just freaking out about this. Basically, like, you know, you have a you have an artifact that does the O-Ring effect. You have absolutely 100% destroyed magic. There is no coming back from this. Just burn all your cards and walk away. Like, it was just absolute insanity, like, how much of an uproar people had about this. Yeah, so, when I first saw this card, I'm like, oh, sweet, this makes perfect sense. Yeah, me too. That's what I was like. Right? I'm like, oh, cool. This this like, seems like a good twist. You put it on an artifact. It's still white. It's still in pie. Like, everything's yep. good. Yeah. And, like, when you told me people were freaking out about it, the first thing that popped in my head is, like, do they think that prisons just, like, hold people in place with, like, magical effects and hopes and dreams? <laughs> like, eggs, like, removing from battlefield style effects yeah. flavor-wise should be artifacts yeah right like well i mean like they, they're prisons right and like yeah. literally the first card that ever did this was a card that basically meant prison yeah <laughs> like, like uh oubliette or whatever right yeah yep, exactly yeah. yeah i was gonna like, make you say it because i sure as hell wouldn't be able to pronounce it. <laughs> i i know it because pauper people freak out about it costing a billion dollars yeah i know it's funny <laughs> sorry okay like but yeah, it makes sense. This is an artifact. It's perfect for being an artifact. Yep. Deal well, with it. People, people are mad because it's like, oh, you're, you're, you know, getting rid of the delineation between artifacts and enchantments. And as Mara said, he's like, 
in the first set they literally had artifacts that did global effects like enchantments like, uh-huh. basically the only difference between the two card types is the ability to tap like yes. he's like this is not something that is new this is something that has existed the whole time and honestly there is not a lot of gain to make that really solid delineation no like it, there is no reason to be like oh only enchantments have this effect mm-hmm. it's like it may, this makes sense as being an artifact it looks sweet as being an artifact yep. and it gives red the ability to interact <laughs> yeah red red gets to interact with this now red gets to interact with white removal you know what never gets to be done ever give red a break for once yeah, jesus right. christ throw, throw, throw red a friggin bone here guys come on but i i think this card's cool i like the twist on it even though everyone else is kind of pooping themselves about it stuff like that i am going to be super curious if the next effect like this is going to be an artifact or an enchantment because it's probably going to be an enchantment. They're never going to be like, finally, the world is the way it's supposed to be. And then in like three years when they print another artifact with this effect, they're going to be like, oh my god, the world They just need to make another one and just call it Imprisoned by Tears. Like, <laughs> just a, uh, the picture is just a big middle finger. Like, <laughs> I'll say the problem is, with that is like, Imprisoned by Tears is probably an enchantment, right? That sounds like an enchantment. I know, but see, then you do it like that because then it really pisses people off. So it's just it's just uh, all upside at that point. True, true. All right, all right. All right. Uh, uh, I don't even know uh, if we want to read these cards, but I think I'll uh, just say them. I had to put them here, all right, because this is the most magic has given you Sense. in one go. Theros. Yeah. 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 This is for this is this is all this is all for you, Fletcher. <laughs> Enjoy so, it. So, yep. So um uh, the next three cards we have are prized griffin, steel gaze griffin, and a garrison griffin, a bunch of vanillas basically. Um <laughs> But I got three friggin' griffins this set, and I am so stoked that I get three brand new griffins. Um as I said, the last time this happened was Theros, and I think I got three or four. Um, and I don't think I will ever get another card where every part of it sounds like a metal band. Um, but like, <laughs> so like, I, yeah, and I got a blue griffin too, which is really weird. Like that's super unusual. Yeah. It's not a thing that happens very often. Like what no, the last but, one was Miss Tallow. Um, yes. The last, there's been only two mono blue ones. It was Mist Hollow and it was Bolshan Griffin. Yeah. So it's been. I don't even know what that second one does. <laughs> uh, um, four and a blue for a three-four flying. You can pay a blue to return it to your hand. All right, that sounds something like that. That now sounds I gotta like check, a blue griffin. Now I got to check and see how close I am. Sorry, like there's only I'm, like twenty griffins in existence. You don't have them all memorized. There's more I have that. most goblins memorized. And there's ah. way more goblins. So it's I was way off actually. It was it's three blue blue for a three two flying one and a blue discard a card from your hand. Return it to your hand. I mean, you were way off. You were just off. I was way off. You were off by enough. I was off by I was off by enough to be bad. We'll say that. Yeah. But like yeah, so it's awesome that I got a bunch of griffins. Um, is the steel gaze griffin? Is that one the or is that the one? No, steel gaze is the, uh, Garrison Griffin's the one that's in, in the, uh, de- in the brawl deck only. 
Yeah, the brawl deck only that I gotta get. So is it brawl okay. deck or intro deck? I think uh, it's brawl I deck. I think it's an intro deck actually. Well, fortunately, Whatever. D yeah. has intro decks for sale if you need to. Uh, I'll just buy the single eventually and stuff. But, like, this is sweet. Then we get to go back to Theros next set, which Theros is just a world where they have to have griffins. Like, it just fits the world too well, so I'm hoping for a bunch more there. Maybe you can actually play Griffin Tribal in Standard. John, you stop talking dirty to me on the podcast. (laughs) Just give me a functional reprint or a similar functional reprint to um, uh, Zabiri, and I'll be set. We got this locked down. I'll be like play my play my four mana two two twos and attack you and I'll just lose. The everything you've ever wanted in life. Yep. Alright. Maybe they'll build like actual Griffin Tribal with like Griffin synergies and it'll be like a tier two standard deck. I would play the shit out of it. It can't be that hard, right? Like they'd have to want to, which why would they want to, but Yeah, right. Hey, maybe that'll be the tribal that, tribe they choose for Theros instead of Minotaurs this time. Maybe. All right. All right. <laughs> Next up, we have another controversial card, actually. Okay. Uh, we have Brazen Borrower. Uh, it's another adventure card. Uh, its adventure is Petty Theft. Instant. Uh, one in the blue. Return target non-land permanent and opponent controls to its owner's hands. And then it's one blue-blue for Flash Flying. 3-1. Fairy Rogue. Brazen Borrower can block only creatures with flying. This is a mythic rare, mm-hmm. and the internet collectively shit the bed. <laughs> it, I feel like it should be a rare, honestly. But like, I think I agree, but at the same time, I'm just kind of like, this card's good. Whatever it is, it is very good. Yeah. Uh, the fact it can't block. Round Pounders is super relevant, though. Like, yeah. if this could block Round Pounders, it would be insane. Oh, yeah. But it can't. So yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Like, this is in nowhere near, like, the second coming of Vendillion Click. No. I'm just going to say that I literally have played a 3-1, a 3-mana three 3-1 flyer as a finisher in a deck before. Three three mana three one flyer flash with less upside than this card. So, what's that? <laughs> it was in a uh, it, uh, it was in the when we had a monquette. It was that stupid, um, even that you could flash in. It did something dumb. Oh, you can I played cycle that. it, cycle it to stifle, or yeah, you could cast it, was... it as a three one flyer. Yep, and I and I literally played it in the deck as just like a beater. It was the in that like Esper control deck. And I remember when everyone thought that card was going to be a thing. They're like, oh, this card's so good. It's like Vendillion Click. But you it's can like stifle. It's like, guys, Vendillion Click gets its effect, and you get the 3-1. This, you have to, it has to die. Yeah, yeah, and this one is a 5-mana 3-1 to get an effect that isn't as good as Vendillion Click. Uh-huh. So. Like, yeah. should this card be a mythic? Probably not, but. Eh, I mean, eh, whatever. Honestly, it would make sense if Emery was the mythic. Probably, yeah. Like, I'm kind of surprised those two aren't switched. Fair enough. Because Emery is a very unique effect and very, <laughs> very weird in how she's built. And probably really, really, really good. Probably. Yeah. And this card's probably just good. <laughs> like, yeah. This card really is good. solid and will never see play outside of standard. Yeah, exactly. And Emery is what card that you can put in a deck and sneeze on it and it goes infinite. 
Yes. <laughs> Accurate. So, you know, there's that. But... All right. Honestly, this next card I feel like should be mythic over the Brazen Borrower, personally. Also um, agree. So the next card we have is actually Fae of Wishes. It has an adventure. I'm going to follow John's templating here. Um, it's a sorcery called Granted. Uh, you'll get the joke. Three and a blue, um, and you may you may choose a uh, non-creature card you own from outside the game, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Um, and Fae of Wishes itself is one and a blue for a fairy wizard. It's a one-four with flying, and you can pay one and a blue, discard two cards, return Fae of Wishes to its owner's hand. Like, this card's cool. I don't know, like, if it's going to be good, but wish effects are sweet. <laughs> yeah. And the the ability to have this be a repeatable wish is just the dream. If that happens, man, I, I mean, you're spending a lot of mana for that. So and, Hobbs, and discarding two cards. Hobbs literally was asking me, he's like, so the way this is worded means you can get lands, right? Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know, specifies non-creature. Mm -hmm. He's like, all right, you can have any number of basics in your sideboard, right? Yeah. In limited, you can, you know, you can add any number of basic lands to your deck at will. It's fine. He's like, okay, I just want to make sure that if, like, you know, I get into a really long grindy game, I can search up my, um, uh, what's it called? The Circle of Something, that mythic rare white artifact. Yeah. Uh, the Circle of Loyalty. Okay. I want to be able to tutor up the two planes, and that's why I can cast it if I get into a grindy game with my opponent. I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? That that's like even that's a, you, that like that's like, where you go. That's a concept for you. Like, what the hell? If we get into a really long grinding game. Uh, I played this. Cards. Yep. I never cast granted. It was a really good one four blocker in my mill deck. Fair enough. So <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Like yep. honestly I see that happening more so than anything else. Yeah. Like I and its body, it is a fine filler card. Mm -hmm. uh, the, with upside, right? Like, yeah, you with can, upside. You can use the other ability, the, the granted, if you want to. Yeah, like, if you're someone who actually has, like, a decent-ish sideboard, like, this can yeah. get sideboard cards. Like, if you're playing, like, blue-white, like, being able to get that four-mana destroy target artifact or enchantment draw card mm -hmm. card is probably really good, even for eight mana, right? Like, yeah, it's an effect you don't have. If you need it, like I can see using it to put those really narrow sideboard cards and just pull them when you need them. Like, yeah, like, but this—it's this not can... a card. I'm like, goddamn, slam this through the table, though. No, it's you know, there's there's a very good reason that the wish effect costs yep. four mana. Yeah, mm -hmm. even if it's not very restrictive mana. Yeah. Yeah. It Wishes is interesting. Are cool, <laughs> yeah, it is interesting that you can buy it back and all that stuff. So yeah, you don't like you don't have to like build your own recurring wish. You can just kind of do it cost you a ton of cards but you know well in a way you're actually down nothing right i suppose because you're buying you're buying this back and it itself is a two for one and you're yep. using two cards to get it so mm -hmm. yeah fair enough cards nifty wish effects are sweet all right all right. Uh, next up this is one you wanted <laughs> i'll just i'll just say it then really quick next up is opt Opt is still in the format. <laughs> like, I just feel like that's relevant. I, ca 
I'm of the opinion that Oft is probably just going to be their go-to cantrip in Standard from now Pro- on. Probably. Hopefully like, they, they do f- better art than this one. You just don't like any of the arts in any Ops. I'm okay with Pirate Ops. Yeah, like, Opt, I think they they realize that you can make a one-mana cantrip that is playable and not oppressive. Yeah. And it's Opt. Yep. Like, uh, as opposed to, like, you um anticipates is just a little too expensive for what it does and all that kind of stuff so close but it's not quite there as for opt is just it's really nice for smoothing like it it helps people be more consistent which obviously is not like the best thing in magic but it also makes more actual games happen in magic so yep and it's not like it's not a stupid level of control obviously yeah exactly all right all right next up we have the monkey paw yeah uh, cursed talisman i went way past the seas Ooh, it's wish claw talisman by oh, the way that's why okay wish claw talisman <laughs> colorless black artifact wish claw talisman in battlefield with three wish counters on it i don't know wish counters have to be like one of the rarest counters yeah maybe uh colorless tap Remove a wish counter from wish claw talisman. Search your library for a card, put it into your hand, and shuffle your library. An opponent gains control of wish claw talisman. Activate this ability only during your turn. Yep. This is a repeatable demonic tutor that gives your opponents value. Yep. Uh, actually, very flavorful because the whole yep. curse of the monkey's paw thing is that the wishes yep. will always go against your own wishes. Yeah, it's like having a douchey GM in a game always. Yep. <laughs> I feel like that's an attack against me. <laughs> um, no, not in particular this time. Um, a lot of people are freaking out about this card because there's so many ways to make it one-sided. I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. All right. Mm-hmm. It's standard. Yeah. Demonic Tutor is not that powerful because the cards you're getting are not yeah. that powerful. I played against this card uh, in one of my games of standard. And I was like, okay, yeah. Like they beat me because my deck was garbage, but like, yeah. Like I don't feel like this was it. Also, like weird point of interest um, that I didn't re- I didn't think about it, even though it's super obvious. Um, after they use the last counter on it, you gain control of it still. <laughs> yep. So you have this artifact. You have this artifact sitting on your bat- on your side of the battlefield that you can use for you know sacrifice effects or you know whatever yeah i actually had this in my pool uh-huh. and i did not play it even though i had the two mana dude who can pay a mana and sacrifice uh i had malevolent noble i can pay two yep. mana sacrifice an artifact or another creature for a possible kind of noble i could have made it a one-sided demonic tutor How effectively funny. and i didn't because i'm like demonic tutor is not good enough in, in limited because it's not. I don't know if I 100% agree with that, but... I mean, my deck was not very powerful. I guess yeah. I could have gotten the Great Henge, but... But also, like, with if you're playing with the Malevolent, uh, Malevolent Noble, you ha- you need two cards and... What, yeah, like, like... Five mana to, like, activate. So you have to, like... You play the Talisman, you activate it, and you have to activate Noble. Like... <laughs> yeah, you know. I think... If I have a card that I know for a fact my opponents can never beat, I would consider playing this, but that's just not what this limited format is. Yeah. Everything is answerable, and you're giving them the ability to find your answer. Yep. So, 
I mean, Whatever. you do get two answers to their one, but still. True. So, all right. Uh, next up, we're skipping red again. Uh, so, this is one I put on there, isn't it? Uh, uh, yes. So this is just a weird thing that I just want to say. So uh, next up is Kenrith's transformation. Um, I don't even know if I'm going to read the card because that's not really what this is about. Um, but it's a cool card. Um, the art's really cool, and that's actually more where I'm going off with this here. It's actually not a flavor thing. It's more miscellaneous. Uh, on Reddit, I, I go through and like pick up a bunch of oh, art and stuff like this that. This is the miscellaneous category? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, Okay. Um, it's not a flavor thing. That's why it's a miscellaneous. Um, so like, I save art for things so that I can... Um, basically uh, i use it as inspiration for when i'm like writing games mm -hmm. or we'll like put it in so i can show you guys cute tiny owls and stuff like that um so like one day this dude posted on um the magic tcg subreddit uh and was like hey i want to become a magic artist what do you guys think of this and it was it was like a picture of an angel of some sort then i'm like oh that's sweet art so i saved so i saved the thread and stuff like that well apparently a few hours later than that it got taken down and stuff like that so it kind of disappeared so like it's been like a number of years and i was going through the art and i finally hit that post and i'm like huh i wonder what happened to this dude so i click on his name to see what has happened um apparently his first art was ledev guardian in um uh one of the ravnica sets and he's been doing art for the last few sets actually and this is one of his pieces of art actually one of the coolest ones that he was talking about because there's some easter eggs and stuff in there for his other card he did in this set but um uh i just thought that was like really kind of cool and funny that it's like actually happened for this dude like this you know, dude had a dream a wish he aspired to it and he succeeded at it yeah well and this one of the cool awesome so yeah like honestly really is because like the, for as long as the thread was up people commented on it and said you know what this this seems off on it or that blah, blah blah and would talk about it he'd be like be like oh yeah you're and like actually like taking the feedback and like listen to it and everything and like process it and um uh yeah it got it, actually because of that post before it got taken down got a chance and you know is do has been doing some art for magic so i'm uh shout out to um uh kimonis i'll just say his first name because i cannot pronounce that last name but props because it's super super awesome uh that somebody got to live the dream so yeah <laughs> all right john all right I uh, read this last one. Next up is here because this card we is more to. complicated than people realize. I think we have to talk about this card for a number of reasons. Uh, ginger brutes, colorless <laughs> artifact creature, food golem, one one, hastes. You can pay a generic mana. Ginger brute can't be blocked this turn except by creatures with haste. <laughs> You can pay two, tap, sacrifice it, gain three life. Yep. Because it's a food. So first off, that art, we're just going to go with that. That's insane. Also, the fact what? that this card exists, but okay. Yeah. What the hell? What the hell? Yep. What the shit? Uh, I do like the flavor of this card, actually. The yep. whole, you know, you have to have haste to catch the gingerbread man. Yeah. Which, this <laughs> this creates some funny situations with cards that, because uh, a lot of cards actually will grant haste temporarily. Yes. There's also cards that don't grant haste temporarily, and I yeah. don't know if people are aware of that. Uh, yeah. Like Riot. I was going to say Riot. I was thinking of Rhythm of the Wild in my head, actually. Yep. 
Uh, riot, they enter the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter or, or haste. haste. Yep. Not haste until end of turn. <laughs> they have haste. Yeah. Which means someone might, like, I could see, I don't know People if it necessarily would be a feel bad, right? It, but like, honestly, you should just feel bad because you're playing this card. I mean, this card's almost constructed playable. It's, okay, all right. I'll trust you because you it's know a strictly me. better raging goblin and raging goblin. <laughs> That's strictly such a better low bar. <laughs> strictly better raging goblins have a history of seeing play. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one might have just enough going it, for it. It does. It plays it with a food, food synergies. Too, yeah. Like it is an aggressive card. Um, Cavalcade of Calamity is probably oh the God. best red deck right now. Stupid deck. Yeah. Like it is legit. Like probably the best red deck right now. Dumb. And I'm sorry, this but that's really slots dumb. into it immediately. Yeah. So, but, ginger brute. Yeah. Also, I just want to clarify a quick rules thing for people. Um, it is an artifact creature, food golem. Food is not a creature type. It is an artifact type. So yes. those do not cross the streams here. People, there's been a lot of questions I've seen like on Reddit and stuff about people asking uh, about that, but um. Uh, yeah, food is not a creature type. It is only an artifact type. Uh, so you can't, like, you know, name food for, like, anything that would target a creature type and, and get your opponent's food tokens or something like that if you have to, like, name a creature type. I think there was something where it's, like, do something to all creatures of one type. Not that you're... Uh, yeah, minus three, type. minus three. Yeah, you cannot name food for that. Uh, because That's interesting, that is, though. Because that is not a creature type. So, fun fun fact. So you can't... You can't name food and blow up all your creature or all your opponent's food tokens. <laughs> so valid. Yep. All, all right. right. So that's all of our um, uh, miscellaneous cards here. So now we got our uh, the best of the best, our ten of tens wood card again, and we got a few of these to talk about. So, um, all right. Should I just kick it off with the first one here? Yeah. Sure. Why not? Uh, first, we have Charming Prince. So for one and a white, you get a creature, human noble. That's a 2-2. Two, two. When Charming Prince enters the battlefield, choose one. Scry two. You gain three life or flicker a creature. So everything about this card is perfect. <laughs> I mean, that's why it's here, right? Yep. Uh I like its CM. I like a CMC. I like the fact it's two two. Yep. Uh, the fact that it is a charming prince with a charm ability attached to it. That is absolutely absurd, and it is literally Prince Charming. Like, yep. This card has so many little bits and pieces to it that, like, I read the card first off, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. It just kind of kept like going on, and I'm like, eh, you know. And <laughs> once I finally like started putting it all together, I was like, oh my god, somebody's mm-hmm. a master. Uh, yeah, and the fact that the person that they had spoil this card, mm-hmm. of all people, was Reed Duke. The literal charming prince, Superman, physical embodiment of Jesus and all that is good in the world, Yes, got to spoil this card. The only Hall of Fame inductee of this year, with like a 94% vote... And he didn't even see the announcement because he was busy recording a Jund video for Modern, which is the most on-brand thing ever. Right. (laughs) 
like uh, the way this the way they release this preview the way like the way this card works everything about it is just absolutely masterful it is absolutely top notch yeah like i'll admit i'm not like super high on the card just in general as the like uh, the card but it's way better than i think it is yeah i mean it's good it's like it's probably going to take up all the filler slot places in humans and modern yeah like that's what this card is going to do mm -hmm. i've seen I it i played against it in standard a few times too is it actually been, good it's been solid solidly fine at least okay it's like a role play, role filler, not like a yeah. Like this is not a defining card. It yeah. is a filler card, just yep. like every charm ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I had like when they did the flicker pieces, like it was pretty decent usually. Otherwise, it's a you play a bear that scries you too. It's like I'll you know, <laughs> or like you know, gain three life against red. Trade with one of their own two drops. You effectively countered two cards in one go. Like I mean, yeah, so. this card does what you need it to do. Yep. And Reduke Spoilman. Yep, and Reduke Spoilman. Uh, okay. Right. Next up, we have Once Upon a Time. Colorless Green Instance. If this spell is the first spell you cast this game, you may cast it without paying its mana cost. That is a weird line of text. It is. <laughs> Look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a creature or a land card from among them and put it into your hands. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in any in any order. Or in a random order, sorry. This card is just top notch. So the fact that it costs nothing if it's the first spell you play. Yep. So starting off that story. <laughs> you're starting off the story with once upon a time and you find either a creature or a land where the story will be taking place or the story will be about. <laughs> and, like, the, f the fact that it's free when you do that, and, like, the fact that so much drama about this card existing, and even the people who are freaking out about it are like, well, it doesn't really have a broken home right now, but it could. Yeah. It's just also the most bullshit thing ever. Yeah. Uh, this card is never going in... Uh, Charbelcher ever. Anyone who thinks otherwise is an idiot. It Charbelcher plays a single land. This isn't going to hit it. It doesn't do anything. I hate you. <laughs> uh, it'll go in there just to spite you. You know it. You know, like this is very, very clearly like a top-down design. Or like we want mm -hmm. the card to do this, right? And they tried to make a way for it to happen and still be reasonable. You know, the fact it costs two mana is a million mana, right? Like, yeah. Adventure's Impulse costing one was why Adventure's Impulse was playable. Yeah. But I mean, so, like, this is, like, Anticipate, basically. It is Anticipate for, like, yeah. a green-based deck, right? So, like, this card isn't unplayable if you're casting it for two mana, but it is noticeably, noticeably weaker than it would be if it was one mana. Oh, yeah. And the fact that it can cast for zero is just immaculate flavor in yeah. my opinion yeah i'm a huge fan of it yeah it's so. that, that card's really sweet actually like i i i'm a fan of it too oh, sorry as a card yeah. i am not a i'm kind of like whatever about it i'm trying to get a plays out of them because i'm probably gonna be playing it but mm -hmm. i don't actually i'm like whatever on as its existence but like just how it is mm -hmm. like power level wise what it does how it's made it's just really sweet all right. So, 
Last but definitely not least, our first red card of the day. <laughs> is that uh, literally the only red card we talked about? Uh, yeah, it literally is. It is literally the only red card we've talked about. <laughs> okay. So our last last card in our 10 of 10s is Fervent Champion. For a single red, you get a creature human knight that is a 1-1 with first strike and haste. Whenever Fervent Champion attacks, another target attacking knight you control gets plus 1 plus 0 until end of turn. Equip abilities you activate that target for the champion cost three less to activate. And the flavor text is 2018 world champion Javier Dominguez. Players championship cards are back. That is sweet as hell. It is sweet. Like there, there is no, like, as I said, I really would have liked Happily Ever After to be like the last card we talked about, but it doesn't make sense because I don't think it cards down out of 10. Yeah. And, and honestly talking about <laughs> Once like, upon a time, first is a little off. Yeah, or last. Sorry, but there is no reason like this had to be the last card because this card is important. Yes, like this card is an actual world champion's face printed on a card mm-hmm. for the first time since Snapcaster Mage. Yeah, that was the last one, wasn't it? That's saying something. Mm-hmm. Like. Also, I have to give a shout-out to my round four opponent who kept one land this and thought he'd get there in our game one. How'd that work? He didn't, he didn't okay. get there. All right. He played this, and he attacked me, and then I played a 2-1, and then he attacked me, and then I attacked him with my 2-1, and I was winning the race. And you're like, the math does not work out here. Yeah. Eventually, he held back his guy to block. I ate it with a pump spell, and he died. This card okay. is not good and limited. Please stop playing it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But this card is awesome. Yeah, the card is awesome regardless. Like, and once again, a strictly better raging goblin. <laughs> That's a low bar. <laughs> it's getting to be a really, really low bar at this point. <laughs> Poor raging goblin. He just raged. <laughs> Dear God, there used to be like three strictly better raging goblins and now they're just like nah man we're gonna print one and every goddamn set yeah right i'm just like do you have to you have to really like my raging goblins <laughs> like uh, really <laughs> oh well <laughs> i am perfectly fine having a world champion be better than raging goblin yes like i am excited that these cards are coming back I'm I'm excited that they are denoting on the card too that it is yes that. like that's like, using the tech from whatever what was it M fifteen <laughs> yes like this is such a good idea to to mark that and stuff like that and this is having a card in Magic is a really important piece to people who have gotten it like that's really really cool for them like all the people who have gotten that I I I have heard have basically said that they that is one of the best things they've had yeah it's so, like one of their crowning achievements right because like yeah. they are literally immortalized yeah they're a part of magic now you know yeah it's, so it's really cool i'm glad they're doing this i think world champion is a good place to do it too you know yeah like it, it makes sense yeah. right like you're the friggin' world champion like <laughs> yeah he's you know. he's the world champion people who play magic should know mm-hmm. his name yeah I'd like them to backfill a few world champions, but, you know. I'd be really curious what Huey would be. That's the one I would want, like, you know. That would be really, really sweet, but. All right. 
Anything else to say about about this? Nope. All right. Cool. Well, there's our there's our look at um, uh, Throne of Eldraine, I guess. So, any parting thoughts, John? Or this format's sweet. I'm excited to play more of it tomorrow. Okay. I haven't I'm also played excited. any of it, so I'm... I'm also excited to crack the box that I have in my backpack right now. That is also sweet. I may have cracking... even bought a box. I can, I can tell you right now, cracking boxes is sweet. Yeah, yours is a bit more uh, more expensive than the one I got. Though, I have so. one pack left. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna hold on to this. We'll do a we'll do a um, uh, crack a pack maybe with it next week. See if I can hold on to it that long. It'll be hard. Maybe. That might be that last Urza you need right there. I was actually considering... Ah, uh, you opened too many Mythics already, I think. Statistics, John. Statistics. Uh, I was actually thinking of trying to, like, hold on to some of these packs. So, like, next week we could do, like, a Elder Rain crack-a-pack. But, man, not opening... Not opening packs is really hard. Dude, it's really hard. They need to make opening packs suck so that it's easier to not open packs. Yeah. Like, because... <laughs> I just like chewed through them super hard. It's so fun. Oh, it's so good. It feels so good. But all right. So I'm uh, on that note. I think we're gonna wrap this one up. So if you have any feedback, you can shoot us a, um, an email to thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetapc. Check out thelocalmeta.com. Hop in. Uh, you can find the Discord link there. Hop in. Tell us how um, uh, how wrong we are about some of these cards if you want, or how right we are. We like that better. Um, give me a deck that doesn't suck in standard. That'd be good. And your deck list for standard that makes me not suck. So, if, if you want to spend like thirty rare wild cards, I got one for you. Okay, I have zero, but um, okay. but yeah. Uh, otherwise, on that note, John, we good for tonight. Yeah, I got I got an empty. Uh, my backpack weighs a million pounds right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> cool. Then. We will catch you next time. See ya.